broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for February 20th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Colorado College head coach Chris Maya. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Two locations in Arizona, six in Colorado. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our worldwide destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates. Whether our original red or our new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inn and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at drurryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey Southwest Live. This is our reaction show, as you know. This is our Sunday night staple where we talk NCAA college hockey and what happened over the past week uh, in the game of college hockey. Scott Strandy with you. <sighs> Comfortably back in Centennial, Colorado, uh, after a drive, uh, the fastest drive ever, I think, from uh, Loveland, Colorado, back to Centennial. But I'm here. My co-host, as always, probably 10 feet below sea level on uh, beautiful Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm still waiting to defrost. This is ridiculous. <laughs> We're going to get that same same feeling, I think, in a couple of days here. There's uh, the, the the highway signs were saying, "Be prepared, winter storm um, Monday p.m. until Wednesday." So, yeah, sounds like fun, doesn't it? Better you than me. <laughs> oh, we got a great show for you tonight because we've got the one and only Chris Mayot joining us in about twelve minutes or so. Um, as you know, I just saw the. Uh, Colorado Eagles defeat the Abbotsford Canucks 4-2 to today, so I got to see a little AHL action. Always great to be up in Loveland in the Budweiser Event Center, which, by the way, Paul, is the home of the West Regional. Really? 
I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you do now, right? Uh, well, yeah, really. Actually, I did know, but you know, that would be boring to say. Uh, man, I'm and telling we'll find you. Find out very, very soon. I, I, I don't know. Are we going to start? Um, because I guess once the regular season ends, there's really no need for a 16. Um, do we start kind of guessing brackets on Monday night? Is that what we're going to do, or I don't know? Well, not not this Monday night. Uh, we got a couple more to go because we got two more weeks of regular season, and then we start the uh, the playoffs. So we got a little time. Um, but I did send you a. a a script today, kind of uh, an outline of our 20 podcasts to uh, skate to the national tournament, if you will. Okay. Uh, so, so we'll have that out shortly and, and give you a clue as to where we're headed and well, uh, what, what's going somebody on. Somebody should have a clue. Cause I certainly don't. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to mention this, Paul, um, you know, I seen a lot of NCAA games and a lot of AHL games and a lot of NHL games. And while the game is getting closer and closer on the ice, the, uh, the performance off the ice, I mean, shout out to the Colorado Eagles today. They were fantastic as far as crowd involvement. Uh, our, our buddy um, Ron over at Peterson Toyota was on the Zamboni between the first and second period. Really? So that was fun. Uh, it was a Peterson Toyota night, apparently. At uh, at the Eagles game. Oh, listen, I that that at some point I don't even care if it's a local rink. Uh, that riding a Zamboni, that's that's pretty high up there on the list. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool, um, and, and they just have so much fun fan interaction. I think I got three or four clips I'm gonna put out on social media, which highlights those clips uh, before coach comes on. Uh, I wanted to uh, just bring up the fact that uh, Colorado College Tigers swept Miami. Right. Miami just swept Omaha the week before. Right. Colorado College is starting to play some pretty good hockey. I don't want to play them. It looks like they're going to be uh, seven or eight in the conference, probably seven, which means they get two, which right now would be Denver. Uh, <laughs> How's that for a best of three series? If that should play out that way, that of course, if Denver if Denver wins uh, the NCHC, then of course they will uh, they would host an number eight team, which would be Miami. But man, it, it's getting interesting because North Dakota is coming on like gangbusters. Uh, of course, Arizona State was off this weekend; they'll be headed to uh, Fairbanks. And speaking of Fairbanks, our own Paul Hornstein got to step into an arena for a while and uh, watch a couple weird. of NCAA games. It was weird. That's the first time that uh, I've watched a college game that didn't have some sort of direct connection to an ASU game. Yeah, what did you think? How, how did you like Northwell, for example? I know you've been there before. but Well, yeah, I was there a couple times before for some Islanders stuff. Um, it's, a, it's a nice... It's a good, solid uh, facility, uh, the, uh, and I think that uh, over time they will uh, figure out how to, because obviously it wasn't built with the idea of, uh, of, you know, game day media. So, uh, yeah, I, I well, I 
been down that road before. There's been some places like that really? that I've been, um, um, i.e. Oceanside. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I, and, you know, and, and, and theoretically, well, not theoretically, but when you look at it, um, this is probably what LIU, in terms of schedule and getting prepared for their program, kind of probably thought that their first year was going to be like before there was a pandemic. The yeah, I would guess. I mean, that, that that really threw things for a loop. First of all, it threw things for a loop when they said they were starting a program in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Secondly is, uh, obviously, as an independent, it's not easy to schedule anyway, much less right. late in the game. Right. And so um, this gave them actually, you know, kind of a couple of years to get to get things going. Um I know of at least one team they're going to play next year uh, at home. Um, it maybe. I, I'm just going to guess that uh, uh, ASU will probably be a second team that they'll play at home, considering that LIU is going out to Tempe in a couple of weeks. I, I would assume. Yeah, uh, I think you're probably right in assuming that because uh, – so- Coach Powers likes to always uh, repay people that come out to play him, and that would. And make they a don't lot have a lot of road games next year. No, no, they don't. So. So, it, and we and we know they're probably going to go make at least one visit to Alaska. Yep, exactly. So, and um, we're we're going to send you up there with them if it's in January. That is just not happening. <laughs> I told their director of hockey operations over the over the weekend, Dylan Blankenship. Uh, I hope one day to get up there to see you guys there. It's just not going to be in December and January. Maybe October, <laughs> but December and January uh, is just not happening. Yeah, it's just a little too cold up there. Um, so anyway, that's what's happening. Of course, Denver and Western Michigan, um, I, I guess I'm going to call this a square off because that that series was a battle. Um, those two teams don't like each other at all. and. Well, um, Denver, Denver, uh, my, my good friend, Jay Stickney, who does the radio for Denver. Um, I, I heard him ask coach Carl, he said, Hey, at the beginning of the year, if we'd have told you that you were going to finish the, uh, the season series with Western Michigan with three wins and one loss, you'd have taken that all day long, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, of course he would have been. And, and Friday night, they were very much the better team. And, and if you watch the game, you saw it. And um, Saturday and last night was kind of a weird game. Uh, Western was all over Denver early, and actually got out to a four to one lead, and actually made it five to one at one point. We were about halfway through the game. I'm like, ah, this game's probably over. Well, let, let, let me tell you what Coach Carl said about that. When it was 5-1, to one, he was asked, um, is that why you pulled uh, Magnus Corona and went to Matt Davis? And he said, um, no. He said, I felt like we could come back at 5-1 to one, as early in the game as it was. He said, I just didn't think Magnus was on his game tonight, and we wanted to give uh, Matt an opportunity. Well, Matt shut the door because <laughs> they didn't score another goal uh, until they got the empty netter. To make right, well, it a 6-4 game. And you were there and, and, and uh, well, not there. You were at CC. 
Um, but uh, it was just a crazy game on Saturday. All the special teams goals. And even when uh, Western got up 5-1 to one and I started to say to myself, this game's over, and then I'm saying to myself, uh, Denver's got a lot of firepower. If there's really a team that can come back and do this, they would probably be the team. So I just kind of hung out, and 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 I'm, I, you know, my ADD was really going to go on overdrive <laughs> because. Tell everybody how many NCAA, screens you had going at one time. I was watching the four NCHC games. Uh, Big Ten Network had a doubleheader on. And I'm watching the ASU baseball game at the same time, and I'm just like, and sure enough, Denver cuts it to five to four early in the third period. And you're like, <laughs> like a couple wow, minutes okay. in or less, yeah. Yeah, no, it was about a minute and a half in, and you're like, well, okay, now. I mean, like I said, if anybody could, it would be Denver. And darn if they didn't almost pull that off. Absolutely. Uh, but you get a if you anytime you get a split on the road, anytime you get a split at Western Michigan, um, there you go. But you know, uh, unfortunately for the Pioneers, uh, North Dakota gave a big giant spank into your Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, and the Bulldogs, by the way, have to go to St. Cloud again on Tuesday. <laughs> oh my God. So. Uh, they have three games left to St. Cloud starting Tuesday. Yeah, so um and your Bulldogs, like I said, it, it's uh it's it's definitely not I mean they, they at times they look like the Bulldogs we expect them to be, but overall they have not had their best year. Let's just put it that way. Absolutely. Well, let's do this, Paul. Let's take a quick break and let's see if we can connect with uh, Coach Mayotte here in just a couple of minutes. And uh, we'll get some of our partners uh, on the screen first and, and we'll come back and hopefully we'll have Coach Mayotte waiting for us. Okay. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This 
is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, indeed it is. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask. Scott Strandy with you today in Centennial, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on Long Island, New York. And Paul, it's our pleasure to welcome back to the show the head coach from Colorado College and coming off a home sweep, Chris Mayotte. Coach, how are you? Uh, doing well. How are you guys doing? Hold on a doing minute. Good, I, I, I have oh, to get no, some no, business no, taken no, out of the no, way, no, Coach. Hold on one no. second. Coach, you can be Happy right birthday! <laughs> not making us sing yeah yeah happy birthday coach and thanks for coming on on your birthday yeah thanks guys i appreciate you for having me let's get to the important stuff right away coach what was the dinner menu (laughs) um you know what we uh we went we went hibachi tonight nice yeah yeah so uh kept it kept it clean went uh went out went downtown grabbed some breakfast this morning uh coffee it was it was a great day it was i think it got up to 63 degree degrees here today um so uh and then enjoyed the afternoon outside uh we actually were expecting our first child here april 10th so we uh did some work on putting the nursery together today and then uh a good dinner and and now with you guys so a good birthday uh thanks coach that's uh it sounds like a good day i'll take that any day of the week um and um Good luck with the upcoming uh, birth. Yes, it, thank you. Coach, that's not going to be any time around the Frozen Four, is it? <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty much exactly at that of time. Of course. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. I love it. So, um, I love it. Let, hopefully, let's hopefully to... I have a huge conflict of interest. Yes. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's jump into what's going on at Colorado College because I had a chance to go down and watch you guys uh, Friday night. It seems like... Every time I go in that building, some magic happens. So I started calling it Mayotte Magic. Is that okay? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, sure. We'll, let, we'll ride that for a little bit. Don't, don't encourage him, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I come in, and I, you know, a lot of people ask me, they said, why are you going to Colorado College to watch Miami and Colorado College? I said, hey, two reasons. Number one, it's the NCHC hockey. And number two is – it's two teams that I knew were going to put in a battle and it was a battle Royale all the way to the very end Saturday night. But let's talk about Friday night. First. Uh, I told you afterwards, I said, I thought it was four games within one game. Your thoughts on that again. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I agree with you. I, I thought we played well in spurts. I thought Miami played um, well in spurts, you know, we've talked a lot about our program being resilient and the guys in our locker room being resilient. Um, you could say a lot the same for those guys. Uh, you know, the, it hasn't been, you know, the easiest season for them either. Uh, but they find a way last weekend to sweep Miami or sweep, uh, UNO at home and then obviously come on the road and, and, you know, two really good games. We get the lead in both games, you know, they find a way to get the lead back. Um, and, and going to the third period with two leads and uh, really liked our response. And, and like you said, on Friday, uh, the first period, I thought we were, you know, we were phenomenal. Uh, second period, we, we literally did the opposite of what was working for us in the first period. Uh, and then in the third period, I thought we were, we were good again and had some opportunities to be resilient. And then in OT, uh, we were pretty good in OT. I, I, you know, looking back at the shots and the chances, 
we had the puck the majority of the OT. Um, you know, and when you have a guy like Hunter McCown, who is having the type of game that he was having on Friday night, you know, the three on three is uh, you just try and get him out there as much as you can. Well, there aren't too many nights where you get 50 shots in a game, though, Coach. I mean, uh, as, as much as I, I, I sit there and, 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 and I was watching the game, and there were times where I'd be like, man, the coach is going to be really cranky after this game about uh, a bunch of this. <laughs> um, you get to win and get to be cranky at the same time. It's like a coach's dream, though. But 50 shots is pretty good. I don't care what what the situation is. Yeah, you know, um, like I said, I thought I thought we we prepared really well this week in terms of just how we wanted to play um, and who we wanted to be. And, and I thought in the first period, again, it was it was on display. The second period, you know, we didn't quite get there. And then the third period, we found it again, and we were able to come out and 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 hem teams in. And and really, that's what we have the ability to do. Um, you know, and it's just taking those steps of being able to do it consistently and having it translate to wins. You know, I think back to our Saturday game against Western Michigan after obviously Friday was one of the worst performances we had all year. Um, Saturday, I, I truly believe we had them on the ropes. We had them, we had them tired. We had them um, a little bit worn down. You know, at the end, they ultimately made one more play than us. Um, and then Friday at North Dakota, uh, you know, they were up three, nothing, but for the second and third periods, we didn't give up a single scoring chance. Um, and I thought we did a really good job of creating now up, the, up in North Dakota, we didn't create enough offense, uh, even though we, we were handling the possession, but when we play our game, you know, it's kind of built to do that. It's, it's built to be stingy defensively, um, and possess and, you know, and, and we still have to find ways again to create more offense Although it does seem like when we score, we score, you know, um, when we win, I, I think we're averaging like 4.1 goals a, a game when we win, uh, something like that. And so when we when we put it on, we, we, we're pretty good. Um, but, it, you know, we, we have the ability to do that. It's just how much of them are quality. And on Friday, I thought we put up a lot of shots. I didn't think we got to second chance opportunities enough. Um, you know, Saturday, we didn't put up as many shots, but I thought we were much more much more, uh, much hungrier around the net. Um, so I thought that was good growth. Well, before we, uh, move on to Saturday's game, uh, which I, I, I thought you were much better on Saturday. And this is just my layman's opinion as I'm trying to watch 95 games at once. Um, the Friday game that Scott and I were, we were messaging back and forth, um, that, and you as a goaltender or former goalie, uh, you saw some really great goaltending on both ends uh, on Friday night, uh, even to the point where uh, Matt Vernon makes a save on Chase Dreslick about halfway through the game. And I don't really recall too many times where I see an official kind of outwardly uh, and visibly say uh, – Great wow. play or great save. Or <laughs> wow, visibly wow on the ice yeah. after that save uh, on, on Greslick by Vernon. Yeah, it, it, you know, and that was the disappointment through that second period was just the first period. Again, we were able to, we were very structured. We were, we were above them. We were creating turnovers. It was building all of our offense off of that stuff. Um, and then in the second period, we got really loose. 
you know, and, and that, that save, an incredible save, was a really good example of, you know, we have a D down below the offensive goal line. We have forwards that aren't working back. Uh, it turns into a three-on-one, a late three-on-two. We get one guy back, you know, and then they make three tic-tac-toe passes and we don't, you know, we just kind of start chasing the puck. And, and then luckily for us, Vernon had our back. But, um, and, and Pearson made some incredible saves that game as well uh, that, you know, it, it really was for a, for a four, three game. It was actually, there's, there's some pretty good uh, goalie performances throughout it. Coach, I want to ask you before we move on to Saturday as well, I'm going to give you two players and just let you comment on them. But um, <laughs> I told you before, and, and I chuckle every time I say this because Mr. McCown is just turning into something else uh, for your program. And, and I, I love talking to him. He's such a straightforward kid. Um, so there's one. And the other one is Brett Chorsky because you and I talked Friday night and I said, uh, Brett Chorsky just does Brett Chorsky things, doesn't he? He does. Um, you know, and, and the crazy thing is I didn't even see it live that the goalie ends up scoring, you know, from the feed from Tyler coffee. Um, you know, it's off his back skate, you know, it's basically off his left heel. He's driving the net. It's off his left heel. He finds a way to kick it up to his stick. And then he, he beats Pearson short side. Um, you know, there aren't many people in general in college hockey that, that have that ability, let alone, you know, a freshman who's six, six and, you know, everything that we've talked about, but he, he, and he grew a lot. And I know we're not on Saturday night just yet, but, um, you know, I gave the coffee jutting Chorsky line, uh, a ton of minutes on, on Saturday night, or at least more than they'd been getting in the past, uh, just because they earned it and, and they were playing really well. Um, and then Hunter, you know, he's one of those guys that he, he wants to be a, he wants to be really good. And, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, I, I tweeted a tweet about Strauss man um, making the Olympics. And, you know, the, the tweet it was, was his high school coach. He basically, when Strauss went in and said he wanted to play at Michigan, his high school coach literally laughed at him. <clears throat> he didn't start until his senior year at, Brun, uh, at Brunswick. Then he goes and as a camp invite makes Fargo by halfway through the year, takes over the starting role, wins the championship in the USHL sophomore year is big 10 goalie of the year ends up an Olympian, you know, and he has, obviously you have to have that belief in yourself, but you have to have the drive um, and the work ethic to match it, to really make special things happen. And, and I see Hunter, you know, starting to develop that. He's always had the preparation. He knows what he wants to be. Um, you know, he's committed to it. He's willing to do it. Um, you know, and, and, and he's starting to see the success from it. And, and he puts in a ton of work, you know, as a staff, we, we coach him hard. We're on him. Um, you know, we don't let him off the hook, but at the same time, you know, he's very accepting and he understands that, the reason we're so hard on him is because he's telling us that he wants to be great. And if you're telling us that's what you want to be and you're willing to work for it, then it's our job to make sure that you're doing the right things to get there. Um, and you know, I great is a strong word. He's not there yet, but man, the steps that he's taken so far this year, the fact that he didn't have, he had two points in his first 10 games with us this year and he's sixth in, in goal scoring in the NCHC at this point. Um, 
you know, just tells you the type of the type of growth that we're seeing on a daily basis. Let me follow that up real quick by uh, after I talked with you on Friday night, I talked with him for a little bit and um, I told him what you told me about uh, shooters shoot. And I said, um, have you decided to shoot the puck more? And he said, if that's what he tells me to do, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, in he, him and I actually, it's, we have a really good relationship um, and, and it's one that we've had, uh, you know, before this happened, I kind of recruited him a little bit to Michigan. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, he was in O2 uh, at NTDP and guys like Maddie Beneers and Brett Berard, who, you know, when you're an assistant and you're recruiting those guys, you build, you know, really in-depth type relationships with them. And so I have fantastic relationships with both those guys. So, you know, I think that we, um, I think that we were able to just hit the ground running in terms of an understanding in terms of like, Hey, I want what's best for you. You want what's best for you, but it's not always going to be easy, but we're going to do this thing together. Um, you know, and, and he's really, he's responded really well. Um, you know, and, and coach Menino works with our forwards in terms of the skill sessions, the video stuff, all that. So they put a ton of work in together. I don't want to act like it's, it's just me. It's a collective effort with sure. the staff, but you need the player to be responsive um, and to understand that it's coaching. It's not personal. Um, and we're here because you tell us that this is what you want for your future. And, and it's our job to help you get there. Is this the kind of player that could wear a letter on his jersey for the next couple of years? Yeah, you know, he... Um, not trying to put you, know, you on he, the spot, Coach. I just, yeah, <laughs> you know, he... he uh, in, in those guys in, you know, in, in putting guys in spots where, um, they're looked at as leaders. Um, what he's doing is, is undeniable, you know, and the steps that he's taking are, are undeniable. And, and I think our guys see, you know, we talk a lot about your preparation and your habits and how you come to the rink prepared and how you step on the ice prepared. Um, and he really is the, he, he sets the standard for our program in that way, where he's always the first guy at the rink, um, you know, and he's, and he's doing the right things. Like some guys come to the rink and then just hang out and they're watching TV. Um, you know, he's at the rink and, and he's preparing, uh, he's getting his body ready. He's getting his mind ready, uh, so that he can go out there and make the most out of the 50 to hour 20 that we're out there. Um, and so, you know, in terms of that way, he's, he's a huge leader even this year in, in that way. Um, and so I, I certainly see something like that as being a possibility for him. Okay, let's jump to Saturday night. And before we even get into the game, I'm just going to use a phrase that you were used and uh, let you jump away on that. Um, you said, I have two Energizer buddies. Tell me about the Energizer bunnies. You know what? Uh, and this was the first time we put them together because we had cause uh, cause and Tommy Middleton have been a really good winger combination uh, for a lot of the year. And it, it started when we got our first uh, NCHC win at, at UNO where it was Middleton, Kazi and pro cop. And, and they were, they had moments where they just controlled the game possession wise. Uh, and so it's been Middleton and Kazi kind of as a pair for a long time. Um, and not to say that Tommy, you know, doesn't deserve to be elevated because he's, he's been really good for us. But when we moved Hunter back to the middle, 
you know, we needed a right winger that kind of we thought brought energy and, and we wanted a right winger, um, you know, that could bring we wanted to create a line that we thought could just be an energy line that we could put out against a, a, another team scoring line. Uh, and so, you know, we put Gleason with Logan and, and Kazi um, and those two don't stop and really neither does Logan will. So we have a we have a line, I think, that that just is is tough to play against because of their relentlessness. But Kaz and Glee stand out probably a little bit because of their stature. Um, but they just work so dang hard and they, they, they really, they just don't stop and, and they're, they're great skaters. Uh, they bring so much energy. It was a huge injection to our lineup to get Gleason back. Uh, but him and cause, you know, uh, it, it, it's fun to watch it, quite honestly, it, it's fun to be around and, and it, you catch yourself sometimes as a coach, just like just watching, you know, almost as a fan rather than, than coaching, but those two are, are so much fun to be around and, and the, to have them together, you know, this weekend, I thought, uh, I thought it worked out pretty well for us. Well, I'm not going to argue that because, uh, I, uh, I got to be a little fan watching myself from the media, <laughs> the media row, because I've told you before, when I, when I catch somebody, uh, in my lens all night long when I'm snapping pictures, uh, that tells me that they're part of the game, a big part of the game. And boy, Patrick Causey, uh, at least Friday night, I wasn't able to see him in person Saturday, but Friday night, man, every time he got going, it looked like uh, he just wound himself up and took off. He did. And, you know, and he, we, we talk a lot about driving pucks deep and, um, you know, getting to a certain spot of the zone and, and whether you, you know, you hook out of it and find a delay option or, or you keep going or you funnel it to the net or you were able to get to the weak side by getting around the net. Um, you know, he just, him and Gleese both have that ability and it feels like their feet never stop. Uh, and then, you know, part of their, their uniqueness, I think is, is their, the way that they bring energy, the way that they can be successful on the four check um, for their size, but the way that they can possess pucks in the offensive zone, because, you know, at the end, when you're in those 50 fifties, it's a, it's a leverage game and, uh, and they're hard guys to get leverage on. And, and so their, their ability to get out of corners and get to good spots of the ice, uh, even when guys are trying to defend them is, is, you know, pretty dang good. Um, and so it's, uh, they're finding success through their work ethic and, um, and I'm, I'm happy for them in that way. Coach, even like got a power play goal uh, in that second period on the on the five minute major. Um, I thought you guys were definitely the the dominant team on 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 Saturday. Once again, the goaltending keeping them in the game. Um, but did you just get a feel on the bench that even though you guys went into the third period down a goal, that that it, it wasn't going to matter because that's the way it looked. Yeah, you know, you always want to think that that's the feeling um, and you tell yourself is, I mean, you have no choice but to tell yourself that, right? right? Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, that's how we communicate. That's how we talk. That's how we plan uh, when we're talking about adjustments or we're talking about things that we need to focus on. You know, we we need to sure up one thing. Like there was the, the only time we got a little sketchy in the second, obviously they scored the power play goal, but I thought, um, I thought we were losing D side a little too much in our D zone. And so, you know, they were getting guys to the net, which I didn't think, you know, is, 
is not normal against us in a lot of ways, and again, especially against specific players. Um, but I thought we were kind of we were playing on the offensive side in our D zone a little too much, um, and that was really the only thing you know that we talked about in terms of not us attacking and going and winning the game. Um, and it was essentially, hey, listen, sure up our D zone and we'll build our offense from there. Um, but yeah, I think our guys, you know, especially from the night before, had that belief. Um, and I think, you know, just the experience of the year and um, having success against Miami, uh, they were able to have that belief. And one of the big things that we've talked about, and I, I know we've, you know, we've kind of grown through this season together. Uh, I've shared with you kind of where we are as a team and in our messaging um, is, you know, it, the beauty of the NCHC is aside for, you know, maybe Denver and Nodak, um, there isn't anybody that goes in a game and is, is like that doesn't have the ups and downs. Right. And, and even those two, I think they know that in this league, if you don't show up and perform, you're going to get beat. And, and I think that's the best part of it. And, and, and so, you know, you look at St. Cloud and St. Cloud is around 500. Duluth is around 500. And so the big message for our team is you don't, you know, there aren't many teams in our league that it's not like we have these, you know, these teams running away with it that, just feel good about themselves all the time. You know, this league is you win a game, you lose a game, you win a game, you lose a game. Some win two or three in a row, some lose two and three in a row. Um, but the way you, you, the feeling you're trying to get going out to the ice on Friday night is that we're all on the same page and we all believe in each other. And, you know, and, and we have to find that because we haven't won as many games as, as we'd like. You can't, you don't feel we haven't won 20 games, so you don't rely on that for your confidence. But it's got to come through that week of preparation and understanding that the team across the way, they have the same uncertainty and doubt too. But the only thing that they bring is that they, they have confidence in them as a group. Um, and so as long as we bring that, uh, I, I like our team. Um, but yeah, I thought Saturday, you know, so long story long, going out for the third period on Saturday – you know, we put in the work during the week. We had started to build that belief. We had done it the night before. Um, our bench was was fairly, you know, matter of fact about it. Um, now, fortunately, it go it went our way, and and right. we can say, see, we were right. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't always work that way. But it those are big those are big steps for us for sure. Now you guys get the overtime goal, and I, and and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sitting here. I've watched it probably four or five times. And I'm still trying to figure out how it went in. Same. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you because it, it looks like, you know, the it, Gleason is the last guy to touch it, right? He goes right. flying over Pearson. He, like, whacks it with his backhand. It looks like it's under Pearson. And then all of a sudden it's not. And I don't know really what changed. I don't know what happened. I don't know. You know, there's the one angle from the one side where you can barely see it go over the line. The other side, you know, from the bench side, you can't see anything. We couldn't see anything. Um, you know, I just saw the the ref point to to the goal line, and um, and so I started celebrating. Uh, but it, it, yeah, I I agree with you. I I thought it was under Pearson. I'm not really sure how it found its way out, um, but we'll take it. Oh sure, I mean, and the review was pretty <coughs> quick. 
I mean, usually to review, a review like that usually takes forever, but that one was pretty quick. And I'm surprised that there was not more yelling on the other bench about goalie interference. Yeah, you know, it, and when I watch it back, I don't disagree with you. We'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Only because, like I said, you can't – I'm still trying to figure out how the puck goes in. I, I, I agree. It's, <laughs> and even, like, when Gleason goes through, to me, he makes – position. Um, but, you know, they, they reviewed it. It was quick. Uh, yeah. I take it. Take I mean, it. I'm not saying don't take it. I'm just, I'm, like I said, I'm just, I, I thought maybe I was the only one confused, but I, I'm glad to see that I'm not. Okay, coach, let, let's move on from this weekend to what you guys got ahead of you this weekend. Uh, Olympic ice up at uh, St. Cloud State, probably a pretty angry St. Cloud State group that's uh, ha- had their struggles over the last three weeks. They have uh, Coach Larson back. They have, uh, uh, Hench is back. They have Perbix back. Um, you, you're familiar a lot with uh, travel as far as getting from um, uh, international events and things like that. Uh, how long is it going to take these guys to feel better after coming back from China? I've never been over there. Um, I, I can tell you that's, that's probably, that's probably going to be a little difficult. And I think you saw, I think Mark McLaughlin, I, I didn't follow all the scores, but Mark McLaughlin, I know, played for BC, um, you know, but the the St. Cloud guys didn't, the Minnesota guys didn't, uh, the Michigan guys didn't. So uh, I saw, you know, Mark played. I didn't see anybody else play. Um, you know, and, and really the furthest I've been, I think, is uh, is Finland. And, and that can hit you, you know, and it doesn't hit you right away, but it's like that day three to six. Um, you know, that gets you. And, and I have to imagine that, that China is, uh, you know, maybe even a little bit more challenging uh, with the times, time difference. Um, but, you know, I, I've been, I've seen guys where, you know, they get off the plane and, and they're good. Uh, I remember Colin White, I think the, the world junior was in Helsinki uh, the year, you know, the year Colin White was over there. Uh, he landed that that afternoon in Boston and scored a hat trick against us that night. Um, so, you know, some guys, it, it hits them hard. You know, some guys take time off. Um, some guys are like, no, I want to play and I'm going to do it right now. And, and they go out and perform. Some guys are really, really exhausted. Uh, I remember Chase, or Eric Foley when we were at Providence after we won it. I mean, he was he was exhausted and it took him probably two weeks to for where we felt he got his energy back, you know, and we were in Montreal, that's as close as it gets. There's no time change. There's, you know, you, you're, you're home. Um, and then some guys come back and, and go and get it done right away. So, um, you know, we'll see, we know they're, they, you know, they got Lars back. They got good, really good players back. Uh, they're a good team. They had a tough weekend, but we'll obviously expect to get their best. Um, and, and I'll just add to that. I was at the uh, Alaska LIU series this weekend, and, I, it, and I'm still trying to figure out kind of the scheduling there a little bit, but uh, basically the Alaska kids were playing a morning game on Friday afternoon, and it, it, it kind of, I mean, it show, it kind of showed. I mean, the game was not, uh, was a much different game on Saturday, much quicker, much better 
pace, much better uh, uh, hockey in general. But but athletes are creatures of, of rhythm, are they not? Yeah, you love routine, and you know, and and especially sleep, all that stuff. Uh, you know, and that and that's probably been a big thing that I've had to. We've tried a couple different travel itineraries here. Um, whether it's leaving Wednesday at, you know, Wednesday evening, leaving th Thursday morning, uh, you know, on coming back home, um, you know, are you leaving early Sunday? So if you get on a 7am flight, that means your guys are the alarms going off at 430. Um, you know, after they played a game that night, they probably didn't even get to sleep until one, one So now how much are you messing up their sleep routines? Um, you know, but at the same time, do you not want to get on, you let them sleep, but you don't get on a flight till one. Now you're not back until, you know, Sunday night. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that go into it. Um, but you, you certainly want to find something you like and create a routine. And, uh, you know, the Alaska schools in, in Arizona, the, the travel is, is a challenge, you know, it's real. And I don't, um, you know, we played out on the East coast this year in Boston and, I don't mind going to the Eastern time zone, but I'm not, I'm not sure I'll, I'll get on the East coast much. Um, or at least I'm not too excited to anyway, you know, we left here. I think we left campus to get to the Boston flight. We left here at 8am, drove up to Denver international, hopped on a flight, um, you know, direct flight from Denver to Boston landed in Boston. It was dark out and <laughs> you know, it's just, and it's not that big a deal, but it feels like, geez, we just lost an entire day. Um, right. and, and that stuff matters. And, and if you do it as, as often as the Alaskas do it, I, I do believe it, it adds up. And, and that's why I give those, you know, those schools and those players and that, those staffs a ton of credit because, um, you know, they, there's no doubt that, that they, um, they face the most challenges, you know, throughout a year. And can that vary from even with, with, can that vary from season to season uh, with your own teams? How they react um, to that? I think, you know, I would assume so. Um, okay. But I, I think you want to, I think the guys that are here, like you, you just want them to be able to know what, what, what to expect. You know, so we ultimately, we've done a bunch of, like I said, a, a few different things this year. We'll, at the end of the year, we'll sit down, we'll talk to captains, we'll talk to players, we'll talk to our strength coach, we'll talk to our trainer, uh, we'll talk as a staff and say, all right, what did we like? What are we going to stick with? What are we going to, you know, what what should be, what should our players be able to expect? Um, and I think, you know, you just want to create those routines. I think for freshmen, you know, I think it's always going to be a challenge, but you want to be consistent enough, uh, even in the difficult travel situations that I, you know, your junior, seniors, uh, know what to expect and, and, and are prepared for it. All right. So speaking of routines, um, St. Cloud's got to play a Tuesday night game uh, against Duluth. Uh, advantage CC? Who knows? You know, um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, to be honest, whoever, whoever plays well, like they might, it, it might be good for them. Um, you know, if they go out on Tuesday and play really well, um, it might it might jumpstart them, right? It might it might wash the the Omaha series and and have them confident again. Um, 
you know, if they if they lose Tuesday night, well, then then they're really angry, um, you know. And so, you know, at this point of the year, um, you know, I, I think you could play you could play every other day and right. and the guys would just do it. I know we had a year at Providence where it felt like we played uh, like it was a Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. Like it, it was it felt like we were playing every other day. Um, and the guys just handled it, you know? Um, so I, I think once, I think at this point of the year, um, I think, you know, most of the coaching is done. Most of the habits, the identity, the culture is in there. I don't think it it would have as much effect, uh, at this point in the year than it maybe would early on in the year where, you know, you value that practice time, you value that, um, to create those habits and those standards and, and that identity. Coach, final one for me, and then uh, I promise I'll let you go. I don't know about Paul, but <laughs> but the final one for me is you, you watch the Olympics, I'm sure. Uh, you kept an eye on guys, and, and you see the way that one ended. Um, was it as big a shock uh, to you as it was to me watching? I just thought the Americans handled that game so well, and then and then it comes to a shootout, and it's over, and all of a sudden everybody's going home. Um your thoughts, first of all, on the shootout, and uh, were you in shock when you saw the way it ended? So in 2017, uh, we won a gold medal in World Juniors in a shootout. So I can't knock the shootout. Um, but I will tell you, I was I was heartbroken. I really was. I was enjoying it so much. I, um, you know, I, I was watching the Olympics, but really I was just building myself up um, to get to the men's hockey and the women's hockey, um, but to get to the hockey. Um, and I haven't watched a second of the Olympics since they lost. <laughs> I just, it, I, I, it hurt me. Um, You're not alone I feel there, for those Coach. Guys. You're not alone. Yeah, I, I just, I, I was so excited to watch them, and I thought they performed so well, uh, and I was so excited to see how far they could go. And then, like you said, um, you know, to, to have it score late and then end in a shootout, it, uh, that was a tough pill to swallow. I'll but say this, I can't say I, I knocked the I knocked the uh, the shootout because then you know I have a medal that says coach it's, listen uh, it's, it's not a bad don't thing don't worry about it because I have your back and <laughs> this will be my final comment so you don't have to worry about even answering it because it's not a question but no zero playoff games of any sort whether it's soccer World Cup or anything else should ever 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 end in a situation like that play the game yeah it, it, you know in you always want that um and i understand i understand why you know in those types of tournaments you do it and it's because they're so condensed that you know it it really it matters, um, you know, you, whether you're conditioned to it or, or not, or how long it's going to go and the schedules that they're playing. And, you know, like the NHL, um, college hockey, where you're in your own buildings, you know, it's been a long haul. Like there's no chance you're letting it end that way. Um, you know, and uh, but having been at World Junior and just knowing, you know, you're playing seven games in 11 days, um, you know, you're playing you're playing, you're starting at eight 30 and then you have to turn around and play early the next day against a team that, that had rest and didn't play the night before, you know, there's so many, I guess, factors that allow them to, to convince themselves 
that the shootout is the way to go. Um, but I agree. It, it, uh, it never feels right. No matter what side you're on it, it never feels like, eh, you know, we probably should have just played that out. I agree with that. I get the round Robin shootouts uh, or ties, but w- when it's, it's winner go home, then let's play hockey, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, that's my co-host. The honesty, though, and I, and I in there, they are they are more exciting. It is more exciting than a shootout, actually, in my opinion, because every shot that goes towards the net, you're holding your breath. You know, um, so you know the the overtime elimination hockey. I mean, you don't get better hockey, right? No. It's it's as good as it gets. So. Uh, to take away that type of opportunity to have that type of hockey on that stage and have it end in, you know, a, a shootout, a skill competition, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it leaves something to be desired for sure. I'll even compromise and say just play three on three until somebody scores. Yeah. You're not going to play 10 minutes of that. That's going to end fast. I played, so this was, I think it was my sophomore year in high school. And this is the crazy stuff that you remember. We were at the (laughs) Gilmore Academy tournament and the overtime, the overtime format there was something like we played four on four for two minutes, then three on three for two minutes, then two on two for two minutes. It got all the way down to one on one and then it started to build back up the other way. And it went back to two on two, back to three on three. It was wild. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I agree. Just play <laughs> that. That's interesting. Coach. Thanks again for spending some time on your birthday. I'll tell you one thing, right? I'll tell you two things right now. If I were any team in the NCHC, I don't want to play the Colorado college tigers in a best of three. I, I just don't, you guys are just putting it together. I think at the right time. And secondly is, um, for everybody that wants to know if I'm the biggest fan you got, they're right. I'm sitting here with my CC Tiger <laughs> hockey shirt on, with my CC hat on. I still haven't signed that letter of intent, but that's what we got the summer for, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it with some nice weather, a nice backdrop. We'll 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 make it special. But um, you know what? And and that's a team we that's a team we want to be. That's a team we have to be. Um, you know, and and um, and it's. Uh, this team has been so much fun to coach up until this point. Um, you know, I, I think we're, we're having a blast coming to the rink. Uh, we're having a blast getting better, growing, um, you know, and, and it, it's been a ton of fun. So uh, hopefully we're, we're, we're getting there. We're finding consistency at the right time. Another, as the NCHC goes, another huge test this weekend, but another opportunity to prove to ourselves that uh, we're a pretty good, dang good hockey team. Absolutely. And thanks again for coming on Sunday night. I think you set the record for us now. And when Paul and I uh, formed this show, it was meant to be College Hockey Southwest Live. So we appreciate you coming on and giving us the reaction so close to game time. Thanks, Coach. Um, yeah, have a great course. rest thanks of your birthday. And uh, just so you know, I had mine on the 17th. Paul has his on the 22nd. So all great minds, right? Um, <laughs> it is. So I uh, was yesterday. Um I got uh, one of my good friends. I think Jake Wallman, one of my form, one of the guys I coach the Providence is today. Uh, one of my good friends out here is tomorrow. There's so many people around, you know, this end of February. I was trying to like do the math and figure out what was going on in May. You know <laughs> that that may that allows there to be so many late February birthdays. But um, 
but yeah, it, it is it is weird the amount of people that we know my my guy, that have birthdays at the around this time is pretty high. Well, listen, coach. If somebody wants mine, I'm done having them. So, <laughs> uh, so if they want mine, they can have mine. I, I, I'm gonna go start to go backwards myself, just like those high school playoff games. <laughs> I like that. Good for you. Good for you. We'll celebrate those in style. Uh, thanks, coach. Good luck this weekend up at St. Cloud, and uh, we'll see you again in a week when you uh, you get that rematch with Denver, both uh, home and home. I love those. Uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That's uh, Coach Chris Mayotte, the head coach at Colorado College. Paul and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back and wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live in about two minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said It's been running through my head Locked and loaded Still got it Still got it Who's old now? As you plan your next trip, or perhaps your first trip in a while, Drury Hotels has over 150 locations to help you travel happy again. Winners of 16 consecutive JD Power Awards for guest satisfaction, Drury Hotels treats you right. Free hot breakfast and happy hours, 24-hour fitness and business centers, as well as more than enough Wi-Fi bandwidth to take care of all your connectivity needs. Whether you're traveling for business, catching a hockey game, or just trying to reconnect with cozy moments, Drury Hotels have the location and amenities you need when looking for a place to stay. Call 1-800-DRURY-IN or go to druryhotels.com and book your stay today. Drury Hotels, where our home is your home. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live.
All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Live, our Sunday night reaction show. Scott Strandy with you in Centennial, Colorado tonight. I just refined it a little bit, Paul. It's not just Denver. It's Centennial now. Um, and my, my co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York, where he finally got to take in some live college hockey again. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I know you saw ASU at Boston, but uh, to be able to get you back out there and put the microphone in front of people, I want everybody to tune in so you can see the coach speak on our uh, website at icetimehockeysw.com. And, of course, on YouTube, Paul was out there doing the yeoman's job for us again. So thank you for that, my friend. And uh, as always, Chris Mayotte brings it. Every time we have him on, there's so much insight. It's incredible. Well, I'm waiting for him to get to the point where he's like, why are you asking these ridiculous questions? Can we cut him off? <laughs> what what a, what ridiculous question did you ask? I well, you know me. I ask all the <laughs> time zones. And, and... <laughs> no, I think uh, I, I think Coach loves uh, loves talking hockey, as you can tell. If you're going to do it on your birthday. Uh, my goodness, uh, the only one I thought that was crazy enough to do that was me. Uh, well, but anyway. Um, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, what did you take away from the conversation from Coach Mayotte besides you don't want to play the Tigers either at tournament time? Well, listen, I mean, you just it, – it's great to get the openness and, you know, he'll he, – you love it when a coach is, is willing to say, hey, we played well here. We didn't play well there. I thought we did this really good. Uh, you know, we saw it differently than you did. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's good to get this. I mean, I know we we, we put it on as in, on, on, on the site so as quote-unquote coach speak. But when you're having a conversation as opposed to, uh, like a post-game interviewer or, or things like that. They really haven't had a chance to digest things. So you're always going to get that kind of, uh, well, I thought we this and, and, you know, this and that. You know, when, when, you, when you're having a conversation as opposed to really an interview, um, you get better answers. Yeah, absolutely. And and I can tell you first and foremost, that's exactly what I was hoping for from this show. I hope that it continues to grow and I hope we get more coaches like Coach Mayotte that want to come on uh, afterwards because obviously he's had 24 hours now to digest what happened on the weekend. and it, But it's still fresh, right? He's still seen the tape maybe a couple of times and right. uh, he's still fresh and he knows what he wants to do. And that's the stuff that you like to hear. Um, you know, after you wait, two, three, four days, and you talk to him on Tuesday or Wednesday, um, things are a little bit different now because you're getting ready to move on to your next weekend series. So uh, kudos to Coach for coming on. Every time I ask, he says yes. And uh, you can tell, I think, by the postgame interviews I do with him, um, he's he's so raw, and he just tells it like it is, and it's so much fun. Uh, He must have given me four great sound bites that you probably wouldn't get from any other coach in college hockey. And it's just like you said, it's, it's, I, I, the, the fact that uh, uh, we get to have the conversations and, 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 and get, you know, this, this being his first year heading the program and, and, and it gives us, you know, a chance to, to, to grow and, and see the growth and measure the growth from the beginning of the season 
to the end of the season and, and, and see what happens from here. Because obviously, as, as time goes on, he gets more and more of his own players in the system. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, final four weeks before the, uh, or two weeks, four games before the uh, NCHC playoffs start. And of course, for Arizona State, uh, they're going to be heading up to Alaska, as I mentioned, and then they'll come home, have a week off, and they'll get a game in, uh, two games in with LIU uh, at Oceanside, the final two games at Oceanside. And uh, as far as Air Force, um, a win and a tie for uh, the Air Force Falcons at Bentley. And they're preparing, and you never count Air Force out, as we should know by now, when it comes to the Atlanta Hockey Tournament. Um, same thing with Army. They're, those two military academies, they just get the job done, it seems like, when it has to be done. Well, you know, not for nothing, but, you know, we've got two weeks to go here in the season. Uh, and if you look, uh, you know, one or two weeks left in the season here, depending on what conference you look at those standings, and, and I am sure that we'll talk about this tomorrow night, but between the, the, the conference standings and the pairwise and so forth and so on, it is nuts as we head into these final two weeks of the season. Yep, it is parody at its finest, and uh, we'll be here to bring it all to you. Uh, as I put things together today, it looks like starting March 5th, we will have 20 podcasts to get you through uh, the Frozen Four. Uh, to talk college hockey uh, from the NCAA level. Of course, the Wednesday shows will still be available um, through the tournament, uh, the national tournament, which will end on the 15th of March for the ACHA teams. But tomorrow night, it's analytics and eyeballs. Jordan's going to need the night off, he said. So Paul Hornstein has been gracious enough to come on and spend another night talking hockey. That's when we break down things uh, from the, the polls and the pairwise, and we use our eyeballs to see if they're accurate or not accurate or if we're just crazy. <laughs> well, uh, one, regardless of accurate or not, we are, or I am, we are crazy. But <laughs> A lot of people would say that about me too. If you knew what I do every single day, uh, you'd say I'm crazy as well. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I, I saw how crazy you were uh, tonight in Loveland. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network is brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota. Whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Two in Arizona, six in Colorado. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming a part of T-Mobile Tuesdays. And you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf, 
Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. And by M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say uh, a big uh, thank you to uh, the head coach from Colorado College, Chris Mayad, for joining us on his birthday of all yep. times. So uh, yep. we certainly appreciate him taking the time to uh, to uh, visit with us. Uh, Paul and I will be back tomorrow for analytics and eyeballs, as Jordan has some uh, school work to do. Uh, and then straight Jordan. <laughs> and then Tuesday night, uh, Paul and I will be back with College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And a huge day, a huge day on Wednesday. The uh, ACHA will announce the 20 teams that uh, make it into the national tournament and the seedings and the pairings all being done on Wednesday. So Stephen and I will be there with uh, WCHL Commissioner Chris Perry and our hopes to have uh, the head coaches for about 10 minutes each uh, separately throughout the night um, of all four of the top four seeds, which of course get buys in the ACHA tournament. So exciting week going on. Let's uh, let's hope we survive the cold and snow headed to Denver. Let's hope that Paul thaws out on a long Island and same thing up I'm in hoping. Minnesota with Terry up there. Uh, we hope that uh, that winter storm that's moving in to that area leaves them uh, in a safe position. Yeah. Well, if you like, we, yeah, hopefully everybody gets to thaw out soon. Uh, if you like what we do here, please tell somebody and review us if uh, you have the chance to do that. And uh, let people uh, know uh, what we're here for. And absolutely. And I, I will let you know that there will be a hard push for people to jump on uh, the opportunity to be on 20 podcasts leading up till the end of the Frozen Four. Uh, Paul, Jordan, and myself will be bringing it to you. And uh, we will have all kinds of good stuff, I promise along with great guests and lots of great information. So we'll say good night. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Yeah.